This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. Here we go. This is what I got to say. All right, so welcome to the Authentic Entrepreneur. Uh, I'm Stu Saunders, my co-host, Nick Foley. Across the way from me, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, you got to trust me, he's across the way from me. Um, we are here in our uh, studio in Kitchener-Waterloo at the uh, uh, Studio 9, we call it, um, and uh, we're excited to start something new, something amazing, a real authentic entrepreneurship podcast, Nick. Absolutely. It is going to be epic, my friend, to coin a couple of phrases that I've learned, but no, this can be great. I'm looking forward to being, uh, being a part of it and, and getting into what it takes to be uh, an entrepreneur, and you've got a wealth of knowledge, and I think I can add some insight as well, so should be so, fun. So background on Nick Foley. Uh, Nick, you are a uh, you are a man of many different um, stories. Uh, for those who don't know Nick Foley, you can uh, check out the show notes. Um, all the links for what Nick does um, when he's not doing this will be in there. Um, but Nick, you I mean you you you've cycled across Canada. Uh, you've played you've played uh, hockey in the OHL. Um, you have stood up for causes you believe in. You have your own business, obviously. Entrepreneurship is what you're doing. Um, you travel around uh, Canada and the United States speaking to um, school groups, corporate groups, educational institutions. Um, and you, are, you have a message. Uh, your message is more... What, what's, your, what's your overall message when, you, when you're talking to people? Well, I think, like, you know, I think the, the overall message for me is inclusion, acceptance of all people uh, without bias. And uh, that's where it's, it stems everything that I've... Just, that I've started in my life as an entrepreneur has stemmed from you know my why being really big. You right. know, the reason why I'm doing this is because of, of this. This is my message. Right. This is my why. And so yeah, for me it's about about inclusion of all people and um, you know about acceptance and and you know some of the things that we do are in the nonprofit realm. Some of the things we do are in the social business realm. And as an entrepreneur, I mean you know and you know just as well as anyone else, you got to diversify your portfolio. And some is just in the you know the flat out kind of investment business type stuff. So right, right. Um, yeah, so my background is all those things that you that you said, but it's. Uh, it's being uh, my, my I say when I'm talking and doing things it's it's about inclusion of all people right and my my background um, for those who don't know me again everything will be linked in the show notes um, both um, on iTunes and uh, on YouTube um, but I've been in business now for 28 years um, with a company called YLCC I started originally actually as my first incarnation was called Spirit House uh, then it became Leadership Innovations and then finally uh, we settled on YLCC which was what we started with 26 years ago which is a summer camp program for kids uh, who want to learn leadership skills uh, and has grown into uh, 14 different organizations we have 100 plus employees um, we have a lot of amazing things that we do and um, so I have been an entrepreneur I think in the true sense of the word I think since I was a kid um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into our first, we'll talk about our first entrepreneurial, um, you know, uh, inklings, our first entrepreneurial um, desires. I think we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But um, one, one thing I want to talk about, why, why I wanted to call this, why we, we talked about, we, we want to call the authentic entrepreneur is because entrepreneur and, and Nick jump in here and entrepreneurship, entre being an entrepreneur is like probably like the new Pokemon for 20 somethings, 30 somethings. It, it is. It's one of those. I mean, for to, it's it's a it's a sexy term, right? I'm, I'm yeah. the, and I mean, you and I were discussing before the show started. You know, it's good. To, it's cool to say I'm the CEO of something in um, your Instagram. You know, Instagram bio and things of that nature. Yeah, you, you threw your bio up there. You say uh, you say Nick Foley, 
entrepreneur, CEO of <laughs> Nick Foley Thoughts, Inc. Yeah. Exactly, right. which is which is funny because we laugh in our office. We have you know we have people working and it's just nobody has any title. It's like what are you like? Well, I guess I'm the CEO, but I'm also the person who cleans up after everyone and shuts the lights off and does the vacuuming right. and you know washes the coffee mugs and and makes sure that the bills are right. paid. Right. So because entrepreneurship is, I think if you want to get into being an entrepreneur, I'm sure I imagine that I'm hoping that through this podcast and um, we're gonna have a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. thinking about it or think they already are entrepreneurs. Um, and I kind of I think it's important that. At least from mine, I, I'm going to be brutally honest on this podcast. Well, I want to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you and I, at least for me, I've got this 26 years background on a story. Um, so uh, we run a lot of events, as you know. We run um, lar- large conferences. We bring in speakers from all over the world um, to our events. And it was about seven years ago, and uh, I was. Uh, at an event in the States, speaking at a, a large conference in the States, and I was leaning up against the wall uh, and uh, beside the, the next speaker. And he didn't know who I was. I was speaking after him. He, he had not met me. Um, nice enough guy. Um, but uh, I said to him, hi, are, uh, who are you? Are you a teacher here? And uh, he said, um, actually, I'm the speaker. And I said, oh, like uh, the next speaker. He said, yeah, I'm speaking in a few minutes. I said, great. I said, so what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a speaker. And I said, so what do you talk about? Which he said, I talk about taking risks and uh, not being afraid of failure. Uh, and I said, great, so what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a, I'm a speaker. And it, and, it, and it hit me at that moment that um, how do you talk about risk and failure if you've never taken a real risk or experience legit failure, right? And I think it's like, you don't go to the gym. I mean, you played pro hockey. You wouldn't go to uh, a hockey camp to learn to be a better hockey player with somebody who never played hockey. That's right, 100%. Right, you would be like, hey buddy, you watch a lot of Hockey Night in Canada. You've seen every Saturday Night Leafs game. Teach me about hockey. That's not the guy you're gonna get, right? No, 100% not. You're not gonna go to the gym and get a personal trainer who smokes a pack a day and, and, and drinks a gallon of Coke, are you? No. You're not going to go to a financial planner who lives on the street, right? So I think if you are ever, if you, if you, if you're, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be whatever you want to be, you've got to have some basis in what that is, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so I'm kind of bored with this uh, being a quote-unquote entrepreneur yeah. when you really literally aren't a real entrepreneur. No, I, I mean, that's a, that's a great story, Stuart. I mean, I think the people that, you know, and we, we do a lot of, we're, we're very fortunate in our business, you and I, to be able to do a lot of presenting, right? And um, that's one thing you didn't mention with your career. I mean, you know, be, because of the 25 years of entrepreneurial experience, you get asked 26. 26 years. Who was, 26 years. Who's counting, right? Um, by the way, I was, I was 11, I think, when you began an entrepreneur. <laughs> anyway, but that's why you're authentic. That's why I'm old. Yeah, exactly. But no, what, but what my point is, is, is that, you know, and I think I've, and I've heard you on, on stage many times, and one of the things I think that, that makes you, you know, authentic or in what you're doing is that you speak about your trials and tribulations, candidly, you know, successes, but also the failures. Right. And if you're the most successful speakers that I know and the successful entrepreneurs that I know are the ones that, that have good experience behind them. And when I say good experience, I don't necessarily mean successes. I don't mean necessarily that they built a hundred thousand or a million dollar company or a hundred million dollar company. I mean, the ones that, that, that gauge success objectively in the sense that they're continuing to go no matter right. all the 
all the uh, pitfalls and all the all the crap that happens as an entrepreneur, right. you know. And so, getting into that, and we're going to get into many of those stories. But I think that's a great story on, on like, you know, so what do you do? Like what do you do? If you're a speaker, then it better be on something that you're expert at, or you have a lot of uh, experience in. Right. So being an entrepreneur does not mean putting it in your bio on Instagram. A hundred percent not. Right. <laughs> I mean, like that's not. Exactly. That's not. Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. Why? Well, because I put it in my bio on Instagram. Exactly. Right. That's not. That, that that's not authentic. That's not real. That's not that's that's not something. You're nothing. Yeah. So here's here's my question for you. Here's my thought. So I went to, uh, as you know, I and we'll talk about this more. I imagine, uh, but I, I went down to a Tony Robbins event in Las Vegas a few weeks ago. It was the uh, it was the Business Mastery Program. Five days in Las Vegas, uh, with as many distractions as possible. Uh, when you want to learn about business, like it was so, I mean, literally there are so many distractions in Vegas, and I think it's funny that you would put this like, it's ten thousand yeah. dollars. It's $10,000. I did not pay $10,000. Um, as a plug, my buddy Ian, who owns a company called Spiritual Gangster, invited me down as his guest. My friend Greg Wells and I went down as his guests. So he's a platinum level member uh, and he's you know he's way up there. Amazing so, entrepreneur. Yeah, amazing. Spiritual Gangster, check it out online. It's amazing. I'm, I wear the gear all the time. Um, but here, here's the thing. It, it's $10,000 and it was 2,500 people in this room. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I'm sitting near the front because I'm a platinum guest. I'm a diamond member, platinum guest, gold plated, whatever I was. And I'm sitting down on the front and I'm, I'm watching this and I'm seeing these people all around me freaking out and they're jumping up and down and they're, they're all into this. And I was, I was taken back because the, the information that Tony Robbins gave and Tony Robbins goes, so check this out. He goes, I guess we're talking this right now. Um, he goes from 930 in the morning until... 11 o'clock at night. Wow, amazing. There are no breaks. Yeah. So if you're going to a Tony Robbins event, prepare yourself. There is no lunch break. There is no dinner break. There is no pee breaks. He goes all the time. That first day, specifically, he goes from beginning to end. He just goes, right? He's a huge man. He's 58 years old. He has more energy than the average 18-year-old I've yeah. ever met. And uh, he's fired up. He's fired up. So I, I, I'll, we'll talk more about the actual, the nut of what I took out of the conference. Mm-hmm. So there's chocolate and nut. Chocolate, if you don't know, if you've ever heard of it, chocolate is like um, the fluffy stuff. It's the lights, it's the lasers, it's the big screens, it's the speaker who stands on stage and just tells you funny stories and the nut being the message, the content, the stuff you take away. So there's chocolate and nut. The, the chocolate is is overproduced. It's amazing. Like it's going to a, you're going to a rock concert, right? You're going to see you 2 You're going to see, I'm old, I said you 2 whatever's cool now. You're going to see... Beyonce, I don't know, but it's it's top notch, right? So fast forward about three, four days into it, and I I, I sneak out to use the, the bathroom, and one of Tony's top trainers is outside, and I love this guy's energy, and uh, so I just wanted to tell him that I love. He was on stage, uh, he was they have these all they they dance, people jumping up and down. He's running around the crowd. He's also a businessman himself, owns his own business, but I said to him. I want to, you know, compliment you on your energy, to which, you know, we, we chatted back and forth. He asked you what I did, and, I, and I, he told me what he did, and uh, I asked him how long he'd been working with Tony, and he'd been working with Tony, I think he said 14 years, and he'd been to about 75 events over those 14 years, and um, he said something that just, I knew it, but hearing it from someone who worked with Tony Robbins, so authentically honest, said, Stu, less than 1% of the 2,500 people in this room will actually do anything with this material. Amazing. Wow. Right? Like yeah. they'll actually go out and they'll actually implement 
this stuff. They won't. They won't do it. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the part of what an entrepreneur is, right? Like an entrepreneur is somebody who is is um, someone who is willing to to stick to what they want to do and 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 do it every single day. The ups, the downs, right? It's the one percent. It's being committed to a cause that's that's greater than than yourself, right? It's the consistency every day, getting up and doing it because you know that what you're working towards, you're you're seeing things in the future, you're yeah. seeing you're 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 watching trends, you're always learning, and you're recognizing that hey, this I'm I'm part of the one percent, which is a smaller number than the ninety percent. Yeah. Which is I always look at it like this: if I'm up there doing it every morning, and I'm going through, and I'm watching my businesses, and I'm looking for trends, and I'm you know always looking for different angles on on things that I can look at or invest in, I'm always thinking to myself: if I'm doing this, and there's only another one, there's only one percent of the world that's doing it, then that's a way better chance for me to succeed than the ninety-nine percent of the world that's conforming to. And that's nothing wrong with that. I no. mean, you, you and I are big advocates. We need people that that you know that serve. We need people that do you know businesses that work for companies that work in yeah, banks. Yeah, you can. We you don't. You, you can be a creator. Oh, you can absolutely. be a leader. You yeah. can be a, a whatever you want. Like you, you don't have to be the person on the stage. No, no. And that's the thing. We're not the ones that are going to sit here and be like, you need to be an entrepreneur or bust. That's not. Right. The, that's not what we're trying to say. Right. But what I liked in that in that story is that. One percent of the people are doing this stuff, which it, it helps my success rate. But, but this you know? isn't just one percent of the population. This is one percent of people who paid upwards of ten thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. So it's even smaller in the population. That's a small right. Like they're they're the one percent. Like they're 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 they think they they're quote unquote entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. And he's saying one percent of those people of that room of yeah. that room who aren't just like putting up on their Instagram. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between being self-employed and sure. being an entrepreneur. Explain what you mean by that. I like that because you've said that before and you're right. Like, my father was self-employed for nine years and I don't consider him an entrepreneur. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, great, unbelievable man. He provided for the family like he still does. But the reality of it is, is he had the same business from 1991 to 1998. It was uh, Fully Foods, it was called, and wholesale retail. There was no vision in the sense of where we're going to be in 15 years, we're right. going to be in 20 years, you know, to pass things down, things of that nature. It was go to work every day, do the same thing. And after eight years, he got tired of it and, yeah. and moved on to another thing. I don't consider him an entrepreneur. I consider him a good business guy, good businessman, you know, heck of a dad. What's up, dad? But the reality of it is, is that there is a huge difference. Explain what you mean by that. Because I, I really, because you've said that a few times and I, I want to hear more about it. So here's, here's, I, I won't, I won't, I heard this today, this morning, I was driving into work and, and, and an entrepreneur, I think is someone who also is obsessed with learning. But that's another thing. I, we'll have a whole episode, I believe, on learning. Sure. On, on, on where to learn, how to learn, constantly be learning. So when I get in my car, it's podcast, podcast, podcast. We will be a podcast that some will listen to on their way to work or on the way to their office or the, on the way to wherever they're going. But a self-employed person is somebody who is literally, how do I... And people get, people get an entrepreneurship that can... If I get become an entrepreneur... I'm free, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Zero responsibilities. Oh yeah, absolutely. Work well, for myself. Come yeah, and go as I please. I'm not working for the man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not working for no more politics. Yeah. No more crap. Nick, tell me you are making so let, let's let, let, you're making three what six million dollars a year currently right now oh, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Absolutely. Like that's why you do it, right? Yep, hundred percent, just for the money. Because you're making three. To, <laughs> you're not making three to six million. Right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. No, right? No. So here's a different entrepreneur is somebody who will work their ass off. For sixty grand a year, mm -hmm. get up every day because they're doing something they love, they're passionate about, they're making an impact, making a difference. Absolutely. Those who put entrepreneur in their bio on Instagram, and I seem to be really on this right now because I see a lot of people with this bio, Instagram bio, 
and they just take they take artistic photos of themselves doing things. <laughs> if you watch on YouTube, I'm, I do a lot of uh, air quotes, but uh, things. Um, but if someone said to you, "Here's a job for half a million dollars a year, guaranteed," we'll pay you half. They will drop that entrepreneurship from. Oh. Absolutely. They'll take it, right? Yeah. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're like, no, 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 no. I'll take the 60 grand yep. and I'll continue my dream, my passion, my glory. That's 100%. where I want to go, right? 100%. So being self-employed is you, pay, you have enough money to pay your, pay your bills, to make a life for yourself, uh, for you and your family, which is great. That's fine. An entrepreneur is someone who literally gets up every single day mm-hmm. with a bizarre fire in their belly at 6 a.m., at 5 a.m. and is always working. They're always, they're all, whether it's, maybe they're not like sitting at a desk working, but they're always, always working. They're trying to find a way to grow their brand, their business, their idea, their passion. That is an entrepreneur. Yep. Self-employed. It's, nothing wrong with being self-employed. Yep. Nothing wrong, right? But it's not an entrepreneur. You know, I, and, and I agree. And there's a, <clears throat> you know, and just circling back about, you know, they're always working. It's important. And you know, just as well as I do, having a good um, healthy, you know, work-life balance type thing, you know, but the reality of it is an entrepreneur, uh, that is your life. And That's even it. though when we're, you know, and we've got wonderful partners and, and, and we do great, we're able to do fun things and, and do that, but you're always on, you're always yeah. reading, you're always learning, you're always, whereas I find that when you're, you know, I, I, I see a lot of Instagram posts where like, I'm on vacation, I'm cut down from the world, I don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. I was, Two I, months off. Exactly. But when you're working for yourself. Disconnected. Absolutely. But that means you're self-employed. Absolutely. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're always on, you're always reading, you're always looking for the next thing, you're always thinking a couple of years down the road or looking at different angles, different revenue streams, how can you build this business? Maybe you don't, maybe you have to close it. You're always thinking. And, and that's what I love about entrepreneurship is is it's not necessarily, maybe looking at it as a game may not be, the, but, but it's like, it's the oh, game it's a of, game. yeah, it's the game of It's a game. It's you can win and, and you can lose. Absolutely. There are times you get, you land on that square, it sends you six paces back. Yeah, for sure. Right? And you're like, shit, I want to give up. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm not going to give up. I'll, I'll roll the dice again and I'll try and get farther ahead this yeah. time. Absolutely. And that's what I think. So I, I think you're always, you're always in it. You know, you could be in Mexico, but you're always thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? On Mexico on vacation, doing your thing with your friends and family. Yeah. But you know, there's, there will be a time during that time that you're on that vacation that you'll excuse yourself and you'll be reading something from, you know, one of the magazines that you subscribe to online or, or you're calling into the office yeah. or doing a quick call and not to say that you're not enjoying your time with your, your, your people in, in on vacation, but there is a time during yeah. that day, every entrepreneur will do it where they're not going to be totally cut off. And even if they're saying, okay, I'm going to unwind, I'm not going to be it. They're always writing, journaling. They're always reading. Yeah, their brain's always, always going. Absolutely. And we have, we know friends. Like you got, you got lots of friends that, that say, hey, I'm going down uh, uh, over the holidays. I'm just going to take a couple weeks. But you know, they're always trying to better themselves in the morning. They're always going through their protocols. They're always trying to, yeah. you know, and they're keeping that momentum going. And that's what it's about, right? It's and about, I think often people who go on vacation who are entrepreneurs, they get their best ideas oh, when they're on vacation. Absolutely. Because they never stop thinking about what their passion is, right? It's right. their, their job. And that's hard because you need to have a partner that believes in you if you're married or you're with someone. You need a partner who believes in that, understands that. Because I'm married. I'm happily married. I have the best wife. Love you, Jenny. Second best. Um, best wife. <laughs> and uh, got married last May. And I'll be honest, my first marriage didn't go well because my partner didn't understand where I was. And back then, I wasn't making any money. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, here's a great, I could, I could cut my business in half right now. I, I, so we, we do 14 different things. I had cut seven of those out yeah. and make three times as much money personally. But you're in it to make an impact. But I want to reach a billion people. Yeah. I don't know how, but I will. Absolutely. All right. So an entrepreneur is somebody who's constantly, constantly working towards greater impact, greater 
uh, riches through connection rather than riches through bank. And that's another thing. So let's 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 talk about that. Let's talk about um, why people start a business or why they uh, why they want to be an entrepreneur. So again, this is authentic entrepreneur. And I think um, in my 26 years, I have seen so many people come and go. Right. Uh, we run a we run the largest uh, youth conference in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, twenty. It's forty years now. I've been running it for twenty of those forty years. Um, I took it over from another guy who ran it for the first twenty years, and it's a it's a massive event. Two and a half thousand people. Um, we run it Niagara Falls every year. It's it's amazing. We bring in you know thirty plus speakers. You've been at it. You've spoken at it. You've seen it. It's just a it's a it's a rock concert for young people. It's what Tony Robbins does. When people ask me, Tony Robbins, what do you do? I say I do this. This big concert venue he had. I do this for, um, for kids. Um, and I've watched people come up. In fact, a quick story. I had a guy once who wanted to be. Um, he wanted to have a, a, a T-shirt display at our at our conference. He and, and we had already agreed with another company to exclusively supply us with T-shirts and sweatshirts and all the swag for the conference. And so part of the, the exclusive was he was going to give us 2,000 plus shirts and da, da, da. It was a $15,000 investment for him plus probably. And so part of that deal was he had exclusivity to the conference. And so this other t-shirt guy says, well, that's not fair, right? It's not fair. But by the way, being an entrepreneurship doesn't mean it's going to be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Like how many times have you been screwed over? Oh, like I, we can, well, we, we'll talk about many, many times. I yeah. mean, I, I can't even count. Yeah, so this is going to happen. So yeah. get over it. Yeah, move get on. Get over it, move on. Yeah. So he goes, he says, well, this looks simple. I'll just run this conference. At the same time, Stu's running his conference. I'll make it a little bit cheaper, bring in some bigger names at a bigger venue, and I'll kill. Like He came at it from, like, I'm going to destroy Stu. Yeah. I'm going to make more money because this looks easy. Mm-hmm. And the event was called Slam. I don't care if anyone hears it. It was called Slam. <laughs> And uh, student leadership action meeting, slam, slam, what was it? I can't slam ninety, no slam two thousand. I don't know what it was. Slam something, and we we nicknamed it spite. We called it spite instead of slam, which was like because he's just angry. He's doing all this spite, not the right reasons. It's like if you're doing stuff in entrepreneurship, you're doing it to make money. That's where you're coming from. Nine times out of ten, you're going to fail. Well, you, and you have <clears throat> you have the numbers. I have the numbers. We'll talk, yeah, yeah we'll absolutely. talk later, but. Like you're gonna fail. So he came at it with, and, and he went at it and he went into schools and he, he told he told stories that weren't true. He made up stuff. Um, and then a month for the conference, he had about less than a hundred people registered for the event. He had big names coming in. He had signed a big contract with the venue. And then he starts going into schools and saying, Well, you can bring two for one now, and he cut the price in half and ah and then a week and a half before cancel yeah. right and I during that process during him going into schools that I would know because schools would call me teachers sure. would call me and go this guy just came out of school and, and said crap about you and, and made shit up and and they, in, it, with me want, thinking I'd be mad mm-hmm. I laughed yeah. I smiled I mean I felt upset because no one likes me no one likes to hear bad things but I don't I mean at the end of the day I know who I am exactly Right? I know that I'm doing the best I can do. And often that comes out of jealousy, spite, anger. People get mad at you. They say things. And, and he failed. And I never said once. I never said, I never, I never rebuttaled it. I never went online and said anything because this was really before social media was this huge. And, and I, 
and I'll never forget that it just kind of faded away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As did his company. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're coming from a place of anger, spite, you're not an entrepreneur. That's not entrepreneurship. You should be competitive. You should be. You should be in it to win it. But if you're doing it from a anger, if you're doing it from from a place of what like whatever like bad bad karma is bad karma right well i mean and you and i we both we both listen to you know gary v and that and i mean he says the same thing he's a very successful entrepreneur and he's a you know he, it's well known how, how well it's documented how well he hustles and such yeah. and he says the same thing and i've seen him speak live and you've seen him speak you've talked to him it's one of those things where it's like let's build the biggest buildings together if i yeah. can help you and you can help me we're doing great like i never ever if, if it's about contracts, about money. Let's work together, but Absolutely. I'm better than you. Yeah, but we're always going to, but that's, we're just, but you will just do our thing. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to tear you down, no. but I'm better than you. Yeah, and we're going to continue to say things. Does that things. make sense? Well, absolutely it does, because you need to keep that drive, whatever drives you, right? We all come from our own narrative. And for right. me, it's just like, hey, you do your stuff really, really well. I'm just going to, and that's why when people say stuff online or they do things or this guy's been saying this about, like, that's all right. I'm just going to go and continue to build and make and do all these great things or try to do these great things yeah. to propagate social good or to, you know, make good money for my family, or whatever the case may be, whatever yeah. your why is. And then, you know, it, you, you just continue to work and do that kind of stuff and build each other up. And I, I come from that narrative where it's like, hey, if I can help you be the best entrepreneur you can be or the best presenter, the best whatever, then I'll do everything I can because I want it. To, I want the standard to be high because it helps me get yeah. my game up every morning when I know, and, and you and I are friends. We've been friends for years. You know, it helps me when I know that when I'm traveling across the country, which I did last night, as you know, I was up early this morning because I knew that you were going to be up early this morning. And not that we're necessarily competing in different, like, you know, we have a lot of the different, we have a lot of businesses that we, you know, that use each other or work with each other. But the reality of it is I know you're working and you're putting in the time. And if you are, there's millions that are like you yeah. that are doing it. And I want to do that. And that motivates me, you know, and I like that kind of stuff. But coming from the part, like, you know, if I don't get a contract because this guy got it and while we really like the way, perfect. You know, we like their business model. Because they can't, for you, for speaking, you know, they're not going to book the same person every year. Well, even, yeah, that's speaking. Yeah, absolutely. Right, for and speaking. For, absolutely. They're so they have a person. It. They're going to book somebody else next year. And they're like, you know what, Nick? We didn't use it last year, but you've always been a good supporter. You're always positive. You're always great. Yeah. So we'll use it next year, yeah, right? And the sure. karma goes around, right? It, it goes around. I believe karma is 100% real. But I also believe that I believe what I do is the best. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that, though, Stu. I believe that the things that I do right? are the best, too. I mean, I want you to be great. Yeah. Yeah. but I want to be the best. Does yeah. that make sense? It does make sense. And I don't think it comes from a place of like necessarily competition. Like here's the thing. I don't look at what you're doing and say like this guy did. Like, so you know I, like I, one of my businesses with the socks, right? Yeah. I don't, you know, I disclose a lot of things with that when you and I talk personally about, you know, numbers and different things like that. Not once has it crossed my mind, ooh, Stu might take this idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, and you do the same thing with the conferences and things like that. Not once has it crossed your mind, ooh, Nick's going to do. I believe that I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. And, and I believe that we're authentic and I believe that, you know, we come from a good place. And the same goes for you. I don't get into that mindset of like, you know, oh, he's doing something really, I got to follow that model. I got to follow this. I got to follow that. I mean, I look at it and I, I watch it. But I don't get that mindset of like, you know, I got to, it's compete, 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 even though I am competing all the time, but I never display that outwardly. Like, like you said, like I want to be the best. Yeah, me too. Of course you want to be the best. I mean, why wouldn't you? I wouldn't want to put a product that is secondary because it's, I can make more money. I want to put the best product out there possibly because A, my, my brand's behind it and B, I know why I'm doing it. The, the money and all that stuff I find, and as you know, if you're in it for the long game, and I think lots of people that we follow on social media say the same thing, if you're in it for the long game, that will all happen. Yeah. But if you're in it for the quick buck, that's when you're going to have problems. That's when you're starting to be like paycheck to paycheck and, and you're not really being, you know, staying true to your authentic self because you're going after every single thing that's going to bring in a 
couple. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting excited here. No, get excited. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, uh, you'll see Nick get excited. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when we come back, uh, we're going to take a big, quick break. But when we come back, um, we're going to talk about purpose before profits, profits before purpose. Uh, we're going to talk about, I just uh, put my mouth right on that. This is a whole new studio. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's and we're learning how to use it. Um, but we're going we're gonna to have a kind of couple stories and wrap up, uh, wrap up this episode. Um, but we'll be right back in a sec. Okay, so we're back and we're talking about, um, we we're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about uh, the difference being self-employed as opposed to being an entrepreneur. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, an interesting thing because here's, here's some stats for you, Nick. Um, I picked this up uh, when I was at the Tony Robbins event. 50% of businesses fail in the first year. 50%, half of them, done. 80% of the businesses left will fail in the first five years. They don't make five years. 96% of businesses fail within the first 10 years. And only 4% of businesses last beyond 10 years. So the, the odds are against you. Entrepreneurs, listen up. The odds are against you. So let's 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 lean into this though. What is what I mean you've you've had twenty six years of entrepreneurial experience. What do you think is the main, you know, mitigating factor for these businesses first failing fifty percent gone in the first first year? What's, what's what's the what do you think is the main factor? It's different now than when I started. Sure, but I mean you've you're still you're, you know, so what was your thoughts on it? I would think the main reason why businesses fail in twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, twenty nineteen, whatever is they come from a place of greed. They come from profit before purpose. They come from a place of raising capital as opposed to building a brand. Um, nothing I laugh... Do you watch Dragon's Den? All the time, yeah. Shark Tank, these, All the time. these shows, right? Yeah. The number one thing that just drives me crazy about Dragon's Den are these idiots... And I do say that with such love in my heart. Idiots who go on there and want $500,000 for 3% of their company. Yeah. When one of the dragons or one of the sharks says, what are your sales? They say nothing. Zero. So how do you value your company at? If it's 500000 at 5%, you're looking at, you're valuing your company at uh, $10 million. So... Why do you put a value of $10 million? And they say, potential. Yeah, projections. Projections. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how big the market is? They say, the market for dog combs is $4 billion. Well, do you know how much of the market you have at this time? Mm-hmm. Zero. zero. Right? You have zero. So people come from greed. They come from, how do we make money? It's, I, I love people who get together in these groups, these entrepreneurial, quote-unquote, entrepreneurial groups. Or these like they, they they talk on the phone, they have meetings, and they figure out how do we make money? Like how what's the next big thing we can make money at? And there's a very small percentage of people that, that that works for, right? But the vast majority of people, like I'm talking ninety nine point eight percent people, that will not work. That will definitely not work. Okay. Business is changing hundred percent. So entrepreneurs are built now differently than they were, um, you know, five ten years ago. 100 years ago. I'll give you a stat here. I got this number right here. Check this out. This will blow your mind away. Check this out. I'll give you two 
companies. All right. All right. I want you to try and guess. Um, one company is worth $62 billion. One company is worth $45 billion. One of them is Ford. And one of them is Uber. Which one do you think is which? Which one's worth the $62 billion? Which one's worth the $45 billion? Well, conventional wisdom would say Ford would be $62 billion because of the longevity. And Uber would be $45 million. Yeah, so that's what you would think. You would think, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's, it's not true. So Uber is worth $62 billion. Wow. Yeah. Ford is worth $45 billion. Uber's been around for nine years. Yeah. Ford's been around for 115 <laughs> years. Still successful. We'll give them. Right. What do you think Ford's infrastructure costs are? Oh, it would be through right? the roof. Absolutely. Plants, staff, yeah. hundreds of thousands of employees around the world. Yeah, Dealerships, cars, liability, construction, robotics, technology, research. Yeah. Of the $45 billion, I bet you they spend $40 billion a year in just stuff. Oh, things no question. And development and creation. Uber owns nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They own nothing. They don't have a plant. They have an office, but they don't own a damn thing. Mm -hmm. They literally own nothing. Like they own nothing. Just chew on that. $62 billion a year. We own nothing. $45 billion a year. We own $40 billion of stuff. To make that 45, they make it's now Uber is obviously all valuation. It's all stock. It's all, you know, that. And, and Ford is legit sales for the most part. Obviously, it's stock too, but they're building, they're creating. But here's the thing. Uber was built not to make billions of dollars. Uber was built to solve a problem, mm -hmm. right? There was a problem. Uh, there are people who needed jobs. There are people who wanted to use their cars. They wanted to share. Taxi cab companies were, were a relic of the past. They were, they were dysfunctional. They were, they were gross. They were dirty. They were... Um, they were rude. Expensive. They were expensive, hard to find. You had to call the phone number, blah, blah, blah. Uber said, Here, we can fix this. We can serve a greater purpose. We can help people live a better life. Yep. Uber never once, I know this for a fact, because I've spoken to those who were at the beginning, Uber never once said, how do we make $62 billion? No. Right? And, and, and let's go back to Henry Ford. He did not say, how do we build a $45 billion company? He said, how do, we do, how do we make things life better than horse and carriage? That's right. Yeah. Right? We'll make a car. Mm -hmm. We'll self-propel ourselves. We don't need horses. Right? We, and then his idea was to get, he created the assembly line so that everybody could have a car. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, it's like the idea of, of Bill Gates wanting everyone to have a computer on their desk, not just the rich and the elite and the big corporations. Right? So they, 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 they serve a greater purpose. They have a purpose before their profit. 2018, I walk into Dragon's Den and say, give me all this money, right? And part of it I love too is this. This is what I love. Part, give me all this money and you have allotted yourself $150,000 salary from the money you're asking from your investors. Yeah. And you've done nothing. And I've been there. I've built up a dot-com. Right, so I know how that works. So I know that um, you, you, like when I, I started my business, I made three thousand five hundred dollars the first year, and I split it with my partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do the math. Yeah, exactly. Seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's what I made. Yeah. Um, so the difference, 
the, the question is, why do people succeed? Why do they fail? Those who fail, I believe, are coming at it from the wrong angle. Yeah. Right? Like, they're coming at it from a place of, how do I get rich quick? Yeah. Entrepreneurship is not a get rich quick. Yeah, you can create an app, maybe, that does, like, you can do Angry Birds. You do the next Flappy Bird. I guess it's all birds. You got to create some sort of bird app. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. a bird app, you're set to you're go. Good. Twitter, bird apps, right? You need bird apps. But you have, those, those are so rare. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, those are so rare. Um, so I think you have to put purpose before profits. Well, and I, I mean, I, and you, I mean, you hit it right on the head, Stu. I think it's one of those things where it, what, what else is it is the most successful, I think, entrepreneurs out there are the ones that are authentic, right? They have their, they understand their why, they understand why they're in this, and they they have a long game. Now, I, I'm not one of those people, and we could probably get into this in other episodes, but I'm not one of those people that are going to say, you know, you have to have a great business plan. I remember when I started my business, I had to have, I tried to have a plan to eat. Like I, I wanted yeah. to have a plan to pay the rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't. I was. If I was writing a business plan, I was. I had a vision. I understood where I wanted to go, but I was busy trying to be, you know, creative and and making dollars last until my next, but the next dollars come in and and finding ways to yeah. diversify the the portfolio of the companies and and go in different angles and things of that nature. So I think where where these companies, you know, that I look at, you listen to what you're saying about, you know, Uber, Airbnb, same thing. I mean, these these people, yeah. these, these gentlemen, they're they're shapers. You know, they shaped economies now because they've provided a different alternative to what was out there. And I think, you know, that's innovative entrepreneurship and it's at its finest. It's authentic. Authentic entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. And it's at its finest. It's these gentlemen going in there and and the people who are involved and realizing we're going to solve a problem. And the problem was a problem that they had. You know, Airbnb, Joe Gibbs, I mean, you listen to him talk about it. He, He said, well, we just, there was a conference going on in San Francisco and we're like, how can we... You know, get people to, how do we pay for it? Yeah, you and then it was a Democratic and Republican uh, convention. Yeah, convention, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a really great long story, but I mean, it's, a, but I mean, again, these, these guys didn't come up with an idea just like that. They were entrepreneurs their entire existence. You right. know what I mean? In some capacity. So they have a purpose. Absolutely. Not just profit. Because, by the way, Airbnb, you want to hear something hilarious? Airbnb, I'll give you two companies to see if you can play this game again. Okay, round two of Guess the Company. <laughs> Guess the Company. One company is worth $31 billion. One company is worth $23 billion. One company is Airbnb. The other company is Hilton. Yeah. So who do you think is worth $31 billion? Who do you think is worth $23 yeah. billion? Well, I'm guessing Airbnb is worth 33 31. $31, 31 billion, billion. Airbnb. Hilton, $23 billion. Buildings, infrastructure. Staff. Buildings, infrastructure, yeah. staff, hotels. Airbnb owns nothing. Yeah, absolutely. But they helped people... Shaped an industry. Pay their mortgages. They help people pay their rent. It's it's transformed now. People buy buildings just to be Airbnbs. But in the beginning, it was to solve their problem, to help a convention and a conference out. But it ended up being something that people could like, I got a spare room in my house. I'm trying to make my ends meet. I could rent out my spare room in my house. That's literally, it was a a bed and breakfast, Airbnb, right? Hilton's 99 years old. Airbnb's 10 years old. Well, I mean, that's... That's That's new entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. That's it. Now, here's a question for you, though. Is there room for old, you know, infrastructure, infrastructure type entrepreneurship, buildings, things of that nature? Not if they don't change. Yeah. And so how, what would you... Not if they don't change. And how do you do that? Like, how do you, you know, because there's going to be restaurants and things like that, but I mean, you know more about the restaurant business than I, and they're, they're popping up and going down as much as they're, they're being created. Yeah. Because it's the same, same shit, different day, right? Like you can only make your balsamic reduction better than the other person's balsamic reduction you know <laughs> yeah. but like I think yeah like look at you could we could talk about uh, we won't get too much we'll, we'll wrap this up soon but you, good question because you can look at like Netflix and, and, and Blockbuster right oh yeah great story uh, great story where the founder of, of uh, Reed uh, 
Hoffman goes, I think it's Reed Hoffman. Is it Reed Hoffman? Anyway, I think it's Reed Hoffman who goes, no, Reed Hoffman owns LinkedIn, I think. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Um, we'll get that and put it in. But the founder of, of um, the founder of Netflix approaches the, the, the CEO of Blockbuster and says, I have an idea. Let's do this together. And the guy from Blockbuster says, this will, your, your, your business will never work. Yeah. People always want to come into stores, physically hold a DVD case, read the notes on the back, wander around this bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Netflix is now the fourth largest company on the planet. Yeah. And you know when they didn't exist? Seven years ago. They did not exist seven years ago. Yeah. So everything is changing. But what did Netflix do? They, they had a purpose before mm-hmm. a profit. They wanted to create a different way to deliver home entertainment into their into their homes, like for families, for, 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 for just a better way to create things, right? Same thing with Starbucks, you know, create that, that fourth place or the third place, sorry, home, office, and a place to have coffee, mm-hmm. a purpose. You have to have a purpose. And if you, if you come out of everything is like, if you start your business with how do I make $10 million and let's find some way to make $10 million, failure. If like, what's my purpose, if I do it well and service enough people well and do it with with for the right reasons and, the, and and from the from the from the right place come from the right place you'll make your money. Yeah, yeah, you're having a I couldn't agree more. I absolutely. You start a business. I find the ones that are most successful, the ones that you just talked about, you know, with Netflix and Airbnb and, and and Uber and everything like that. You have you have a cause and you want to solve a problem that is you know relevant in your life. Then you are more apt to to succeed than than going at it with okay, I got an idea for ten million. I don't know how many times I've had conversations with friends where I'm like, I got a billion dollar idea. So does everybody. Yeah. You know, nobody acts on it, but the reality of it is, is you, that you, know, you watch a TV and people say, oh, I thought of that idea 10 years ago, Absolutely. but you did nothing about it. So it. shut up. And I've done it too. I remember watching commercials, seeing it and be like, that was my, like, oh yes. But you know, but that. But you for, did not think of the pool noodle. Absolutely. Or the chia pet. Exactly. But that's the thing, right? You and say I mean, you think, you said you, you told me you thought the chia pet. That's not true, Nick. You did not think of the chia <laughs> the pet. The pool noodle for sure was true. Yeah. Uh, but no. It's a great quote, by the way. Great quote. If you think you have a crazy idea. Yeah. Someone, yeah. There's a millionaire walking around who invented the pool noodle. Yeah, absolutely. Well, someone also came up with the idea of making a movie about sharks and tornadoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there's no such... And I'm a big believer in that. I, I honestly... We'll talk about this in, in later episodes, but I'm a huge believer in that kind of creative thinking. It's like, throw it out there. There's no such thing as a ridiculous idea yeah. because at some point, it was ridiculous to stream movies from your home. And now there's how many different companies are streaming movies? Yeah. You know what I mean? And streaming TV shows and things of that nature. I mean, Walt Disney has got a whole line yeah. now. Because they've taken them all off Netflix and like, we're going to do it ourselves, you know? Yeah. And the reality of it is, is like, that was a crazy idea. Like the CEO who didn't see 10 years down the line couldn't see that vision. I mean, and he was getting paid from Blockbuster, you know, to have these ideas to, to be able to bring this and he couldn't see it. So that's what I'm a big believer in. There's no yeah. such thing as, I'll listen to anybody that yeah. wants to talk about ideas because I also know a lot of other people will follow them. But if it's a good idea, I mean, there's, or if it's an idea, it, it has the legs to be good. I mean, giving different options and, and, and talking to different yeah. people. I mean, there's, I don't really don't think in today's age, especially with today's technology and today's, you know, outside the box thinkers, I really don't think there's any, you know, ridiculous ideas. All right. Listen, we've got to wrap this puppy up. We do. But I'll tell you this. I'll wrap this up by two thoughts. One, if you're, if you have entrepreneur in your Instagram, take it out. <laughs> you're not an entrepreneur. You're not. I'm sorry. You're not. And that might hurt, and I'll probably get some emails saying, that's not true. Yeah, don't at me. You know, but like, you're not, you're not an entrepreneur. You, you are maybe self-employed, maybe got a great idea, but posting stuff on, on Facebook, internet, Twitter, Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Okay? 
Number two, if you're trying to build profit first and then figure out a way to make profit, if you're trying to make money, forget it. It's not going to work. So be authentic. Create a business. Build a business. Do something that makes you an entrepreneur. Do something. Have failures. Have successes. Have a story. Um, But you're not an entrepreneur. Um, So we'll be back uh, next week. Same time, same place. Uh, If you have any questions, thoughts, or comments about the show, email them to uh, myself, Stu, at YLCC.com. Nick, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can do it at uh, Nick at NickFully.ca. What's your What's your um, What's your Twitter, Instagram? Uh, at Nick underscore Fully One for Instagram and uh, Nick Fully One uh, Twitter. At Nick Fully One Twitter. So yeah, at us. We'd love to hear was, your comments. Yeah, sure. we want to. We, if you have questions, we'd love to answer them. You have thoughts, we want to answer them. Um, this is not going to be something that we are. Um, I'm not, not going to be apologetic about this. I got 26 years of business, and I would never hire a 21 year old life coach. So. Um, I commented the other day about that on my Instagram. My Instagram is YLCC Stu, so is my Twitter. And um, thanks, Nick. It was a great first episode. Absolutely, Stu. Look forward to doing it again, my friend. Thanks, brother. This is what I got to say.